God. Amen. Praise God. Done a lot of things. Never preached from a trailer before. So, amen. We're going to have a good time. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Had a wonderful time this morning. So thankful for that message this morning. Uh, amen. And we're going to pray uh, that we continue in that. Amen. If you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 8, verse 22 through 25 is where we're going to look this evening. And I want to ask you a simple question this evening. What is the equation of your life? What is the equation of your life? We understand that in math, an equation are parts equal, that equal a sum. And so I want to ask you this. What are the parts that equal out your life? Because, amen, I want to give you an equation that you must have at the forefront of your mind always. I want to give you an equation, amen, this evening that should be my life banner as well as yours. And that equation is this. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. That Jesus plus nothing equals everything. This is what we should live by. And I believe that in our text, we are going to see this, amen, very principle come to life. In our text, we're going to see it. And what we are going to see here are the three characteristics, the three main groups, amen, if you will, that make up this equation of Jesus plus nothing equals everything. And this is why we can trust Jesus. This is why we can be assured, amen, in faith. This is why, amen, we can give our lives to him. Because if we have him, then that means we have everything we need. And so for a moment of time, I want to preach this to you and believe God with you. But let's look to our text, Luke chapter 8, verse 22. The Bible tells us this. Now it happened on a certain day that he got into the boat with his disciples. And he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as they, as they sailed, he fell asleep. Speaking of Jesus. And a windstorm came on the lake. And they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. Verse 24. Then, uh, and they came to him and woke him saying, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and raging of the water. And they ceased and there was calm. And he said to them, where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, who can this be? For he commands even the winds and the waters, and they obey him. This evening, the perfect equation, the perfect equation. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you. I give you all the praise and glory. You are awesome and wonderful. I thank you for your mercy and grace. I pray, help us here tonight. God, bring revelation where there once wasn't. God, renew the strength of your people. God, I pray, renew the hearts and minds of us, God. And I pray, let us leave here changed forever. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we all pray. Amen and amen. The perfect equation. The perfect equation. Let's look at the first part of the equation. God's omniscience. I want you to see a couple of things here within the first line of our text of verse 22. The Bible says that they all jumped into the boat. They listened to Jesus, amen, and got in the boat. But Jesus doesn't tell them where they're going. 
nor does he tell them what, uh, what they are going to be doing. But yet they get into the boat and did what Jesus said. Why? Because they trusted Jesus. Better yet, they trusted in what Jesus knew rather than trust in what they didn't know. And listen to me, folks. God, amen, we must trust him even when we don't know. Can somebody say amen? That we say, you know what, God, you know. And so I'm going to trust in that. I'm not going to trust in what I know and what I don't know. God, I'm just going to trust that you know what you're doing. You have it under control. And so I'm going to jump in the boat when you tell me to. In other words, they were willing to go into the boat to the unknown as long as Jesus was in the boat. Our God this evening, the first part, he is omniscient. The word omniscient means based, he is all-knowing. He knows everything. He knows where he is taking us, even when we don't. And is it no wonder that the psalmist says in Proverbs 3 and 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, and in all your ways acknowledge him. And that last sentence here, and he shall direct your paths. Jesus knew over, that when they would go into that boat and cross over, that there was a, de a demon-possessed man in the gatherings, amen, who he had to go touch and heal. But the disciples did not know that. He knew that there was somebody across the water that needed deliverance, but the disciples did not know that. And listen to me, folks. This is why we can trust God, because he knows what he is doing, and he knows the perfect will for us. It is there that we find rest. It is there that we should be able to find comfort, knowing that God, your will is perfect. You know all things. And so because of that, I can trust you. There's a story about a young lady in Greece. The story goes, for a number of years, she says, our family has supported an orphan girl in Greece. We finally brought her to the United States to live in our home. One day, I took her with me to a church, and while there, she gave her testimony. Among other things, she said, God permitted me to become an orphan. Evil men killed my father. My mother died of cancer, but God knew what he was doing. As a result of being left an orphan, I entered a Christian orphanage where I found Christ. If I had not become an orphan, I might never have come to know Jesus Christ. And how many know that should be our attitude? Is that, you know what, God, you know what you're doing. That I don't understand why this may have happened. I'm not sure why this is going on. But God, you know what you are doing. And so thank God that he does know. Because how many know it's led us into an enlightenment of our souls. Can you say amen? When we didn't know, when the storms were thick, when the sun wasn't there, amen. And we knew that God was there and he pulled us through, amen. And in knowing that, that how many know it began to help us. It began for us to realize that our God is true. Truly king. Romans 5 and, uh, or excuse me, let me, let me back up here. The Lord knows. But listen to me, folks. He also knows our past. And I want you to think about this with me for a moment. Not only does he know our past, he knows our future. But he knows what you have done. 
Jesus knows the trials and tribulations that you have been through. He knows the sins of the past. And yet we read in Romans 5 and 7 this. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died. So I want you to think about something here with me. That even in the midst when Jesus knew, amen, that you were going to be in sin, when he knew, amen, that you were not going to be doing right, that yet he still died knowing that. How powerful is that? That knowing that we were going to go to the club, knowing that we were going to fornicate, knowing that we were going to do things, amen, outside of his will, and knowing that he still died for you and I. He lays down his life so that you can be saved. What amazing grace this is. That fact alone should drive you to Christ. Because not only does he know our future, but he knows our past. And yet he says, I still love you. Knowing your past and yet says, I love you. I'll die for you. Because I know your future. I know what you can be in me. I know what you can do for the kingdom. I know the people that you can touch. I know the things, amen, I have planned for you. And so because of that, I'm going to help you. Our God is all-knowing, past, present, and future. And it is there that you can find comfort. The disciples jump into the boat, not asking, but yet simply following, because they trusted and Jesus is omniscient. He knows what he's doing. Let's look at the second part of our equation. Verse 24. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was calm. We know the story here. A sudden storm has hit them. They are... Uh, but they start seeing the danger and the filling of the boat and they realize it's looking dire and it looks like they could all perish. And they go to Jesus and Jesus, we know, rebukes the elements. He rebukes the elements of the earth. I want you to think about that, that he rebuked the wind. He rebuked the water. Psalms 50 and 10 for every beast of the forest is mine and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine and all its fullness. Jesus owns the earth. In other words, he has power over all things. And there is nothing out of his realm nor out of his control. This is why prayer should be our default, because we understand the power of Christ. And so the second part of this equation is that God is omnipotent. In other words, he's all powerful. He is, has power over sickness. Somebody shout amen. He has power over death, power over fear. All power is in the hand of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. When he rebuked that storm, when he told the winds to shut up, and when he told the water to back down, they had no choice but to do it. That's the God that you would not serve. Can you say amen? The disciples looked and said, who can do this? Well, I'll answer that. The all-powerful one can. That's who, and it changed their view of Christ. Once you get that into your soul, that God is all-powerful, your prayer life will change. 
Once you get into your soul that God is all powerful, your faith will grow because you will say, God, you are almighty. You are powerful. You can do all things. Amen. You can rebuke this. You can take this out of my life. You can remove that. You can bring this in because he's all powerful. Because when you believe that our God has all power and authority in the earth, below and heaven above, then that means God can change destinies. Can you say amen? God can change the course of our lives because he is all powerful. He can make a way when there is no way because he is all powerful. Matthew 28 and 18 tells us this. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. We find this so much rest in this statement that God, you know what? I don't have to worry. You have all power. I don't have to sit up at night and wonder what's going to happen. You have all power. And if I can inject something for free here this evening. In God being all powerful and in us being his children. How many know we have a little bit of authority too? In other words, in Luke chapter 9, verse 1, the Bible says this. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And this is why we don't have to live with demons anymore. Somebody shout amen. We don't have to live with that. Why? Because God has now given his children an authority, amen, to cast out demons, to not have to deal with addictions anymore, to not be bound in sin, to not be bound in chains, amen, that you know what, there's an authority. We can say, God, because I trust in you, I can take authority in this area of my life. Omniscient. I mean, excuse me, omnipotent. All-powerful. That is our God. Think about this with me, church. Our God has so much power. He tells the water to go this far to the shore, and that's where it goes. Our God has so much power that he tells the plants, okay, open up and begin to pollinate, and they have no choice but to obey. Our God tells the sun, okay, time for you to rise, and tells the moon it's time for you to go home, and then tells the moon time for you to rise. It has no choice but to open. Our God is all powerful. Somebody should just shout the glory. He's all powerful. Hallelujah. He's all powerful. <laughs> He's all powerful. He has the ability to shoot people away. He has the ability to take things away from our lives. He has the ability to tell things and still they have no choice but to stand. <laughs> That's what you can trust in. Can you say amen? You can have peace in the middle of a storm because our God is all powerful. Because God has the power to keep us. I want you to think about that in this boat. That storm is raging. That storm is going crazy. They're worried, but God is keeping them. He's keeping them in that boat, even though they feel the water coming in and they feel the waves hitting against them. And they've seen this before. Think about it. These are professional 
fishermen, amen, they know the signs, they know what's happening. This is not just a bunch of scary dudes who've never been fishing before. They understand that, wait a minute, I've seen this before and not many people come out of it. And yet God keeps them in the midst of the storm. Can I tell you that God can keep you in the midst of a storm? That God can keep you in the midst of trial? That he can keep you in the midst of tribulation? Because he's omnipotent. The second part to the perfect equation. I have a God that's all-knowing. I have a God that's all-powerful. And I want to give you the third part of this equation because we have a God that's omnipresent. I'm going to read this from Mark chapter 4, same story, verse 37. And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? The water is coming into the boat, the strong winds, the tossing around. All these things are coming at the disciples in an instant, caused panic and fear, and they run to Jesus as he is sleeping. But what the disciples realized, and what you and I should realize and always remember, is that Jesus is in the boat with his people. In other words, he is with us. Can you say amen? That in the midst when everything is coming against us, this is why we can say, if God be for us, who can stand against us? Why? Because he is with his people. Amen. That whether you're in Texas, whether I'm in Omaha, and whether somebody else, amen, is in Idaho, how many know God is there? That he doesn't, amen, have to pick and choose who he goes to, amen, because he can't be everywhere. No, he is everywhere, and no matter what situation you're in, how many know God can be with you? The beauty is when I'm going through it, when you're going through it, that Jesus is with both. When I'm struggling, when you're struggling, Jesus is with both of us because he's omnipresent. He is not, amen, locked down in time, space, and that he can be everywhere. Can you say amen? Psalms 139, verse 7. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? And uh, if I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell under the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. Thank God for you saying that. That we can trust that you know what, God, no matter what stage I'm in, no matter what situation I'm a part of, no matter what's happening in my life, one thing that I can hold on to is this. You're with me. You're with me. Jesus was in the boat. And this was mind-boggling to me. That if Jesus is in the boat, why would he let us sink? This has always brought curiosity to me. 
that Jesus is asleep and they're up wondering and what's going to happen. Listen to me. Jesus isn't going to die that way. He knows that. He told them that. I'm not dying by drowning. But they couldn't find comfort. And how many know that's so many of us at times? Where God has spoken to you through his word, through preaching, amen, through another brother in Christ, and said, hey, you're going to be okay. But how many know we start freaking out? We start wondering. And even though Jesus is with us, we start going, well, we're looking at the problem rather than who is with me. And this has to change. Our thinking about this has to begin to change. We have to go, God, you know what? I see the storm. I see the winds. But you know what, God? You're here, so I won't worry. I'm not going to focus on that. I'm going to keep my eyes on you. Interestingly enough, they took his inaction as to say he doesn't care. And so many times, let's be honest, folks. Haven't we felt the same way? We've prayed. We've fasted. We've been faithful. But we didn't see what we wanted to see. And we begin to say, God, don't you care? God, where are you? Well, let me answer that for you this evening. He's there. When you say, God, where are you? He's there. God, why the inaction? Why aren't you moving? Because you know what? He knows what he's doing because he's omniscient. We can feel like because we're not seeing things move quickly enough that Jesus isn't there. And we begin to take action into our own hands. But church, if I can tell you anything as I close this evening, don't let the devil rip you off. Don't let these thoughts begin to cloud your mind. Oh, God, you're not there. You're not with me. You're, you're somewhere else. You don't care. No, he does care. Why else would he have died for you? He does care. Why would he have pulled you through other times before? He does care. How come he heard your prayer other times before and answered it other times before? Jesus is everywhere. He's with the people in Egypt. He's here in Newport News. Come on, somebody. He's in your marriage. He's, in your, he's everywhere. He's there in your grief. He's there in your joy. This is our Savior, our all in all. Matthew 28, 20. Teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, listen to these words. Listen to what Jesus tells his people. I am with you always even to the end of the age. So we don't have to fear being alone because we have Christ. We are not worried because we have a God that said he will not leave us. And this is why we love him. This is why in the midst of trouble, we can rest. Do you see why this is the perfect equation now? Do you see why you can say with confidence, Jesus plus nothing equals everything? Because in him, I have everything. I need a God that's omnipresent, that's with me. I need a God that's omnipotent, that has all power. And I need a God that knows everything. Today, let us remember these words. Today, let us remember 
that equation. If I can have every head bowed, every eye closed. Just for a moment of time. If I can have every head bowed, every eye closed. This evening, church, the perfect equation. God is on the phone. God is on the scene. God is on the present, our Savior. And because of that, He also has power over sin. Hallelujah. And He has power over death. Not only that, He knew that you would be here tonight. He knew that you would be here tonight. And this evening, while you're in your car, Say, you know what? I need to get right with God, man. I need to get right with Jesus Christ. I've I, 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 I fallen out the boat. I've, I've gone away. I've, I've gone astray, man. I, I'm doing my own thing. I need to get right with my Savior. If that's you, we want to pray for you. We want to pray with you. And we want you to be able to experience what we're talking about here tonight. That this is the God that we serve, man. The all-powerful, the all-knowing, the all-ever-present. And if that's you, if you would just signify that with a lift the hand out of your window, so that somebody can pray with you, say, no, I need prayer. Brother, pray for me. I need Jesus Christ. I need to come back. I'm backslidden. I need to repent. I need to get my heart right. So that's me. I need to get right with God. We want to pray for you. Don't waste the opportunity. Because God already knows. He's obviously but he has power over sin. We can be delivered. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. This evening, church, why don't you take a few moments and pray? And maybe you've lost confidence in one of these parts of the equation. And this evening, it's time to say, God, no, no, no. You're still all-powerful, no matter what. God, no, no, no. God, you're all-knowing, no matter what. God, no matter what, I know you're with me. You're ever-present. No matter what, God. And so that's what I'm going to trust. I'm going to reaffirm my trust. Why don't you take just a few moments while we're here and just begin to reaffirm that trust. Solidify that foundation again that Jesus Plus nothing equals everything. What I desperately need, I have it. Reaffirm that to me as we all pray. Father, we thank you. God, we give you all the praise and glory tonight. You are wonderful and worthy, God. And I just ask you to help me. God, I pray that we would continue to trust in you. That we would not let go of the Lord, that we would not search out other things and schemes, God. But we would trust in these three parts, Father. I pray, help us all. In the midst of our trials and the focus, in the midst of our winds and waves, God. God, let your power be known and shown to us. We thank you, Savior. We thank you for your saving grace. And we thank you for your mercy, God. 